Do your metal face, bro. <laughs> okay, everybody, this is Andrew from the Superhouse Live and Superhouse Podcast, uh, as always, and I'm joined by Jared, our senior retro gaming correspondent. What up, y'all? <laughs> Um, and we both today have our, if you're looking at the live stream, we have, I have a Altered Beast shirt and he's got the hat. Team Altered Beast. So we're fucking uh, representing that shit. So today we have, uh, so actually Jared is going to be introducing us to his top Wonder Swan games. Jared, real quick, can you run the listener by just what the hell a Wonder Swan is? A Wonder Swan is a pretty obscure handheld gaming system that was made by Bandai, released in Japan only, and it's got a pretty small library um, and had like a really weird control scheme with like 12 face buttons um, that, you know, like, I think they all kind of like doubled in like functionality and like you could twist it vertical or hold it diagonal depending on like what game you were playing. So it's a very interesting concept, charming little system with a pretty short life. Sweet. Yeah, and it had a lot of Squaresoft support. There was a lot of Final Fantasy games for it and shit like that. Um, no, never released in America. And wasn't I think it was like kind of cheap on day one as well. That was kind of the... Yeah, it's, it's like a relatively cheap system. Um, if you get like a color or like a regular Wonder Swan, I think... You could probably get one for under fifty. Um, the oh, crystal, wow. yeah. the crystal, I would imagine, would probably run you a little bit more. But okay. um, the games, the games are what is wild expensive, like a lot of retro games. Right. All right, man. Let's get into it. So, what are your first picks? Um, the first game I'm going to show you guys is uh, called. Tante Womanutori, and it's by a company called D's Garage 21, which I assume is like some kind of doujin circle, meaning like a bunch of dudes like in their basement, you know, just like making games for fun. Right. Um, and then it was, it was it was probably, you know, like so cool that like Wonder Swan was like, oh shit, we'll like, you know, we'll publish this. Right. Um, so it's kind of like a weird puzzle game, and it's like... It's very kind of, I guess, nature-oriented and feels pretty, like, Buddhist, like, pretty zen. And it's controlled with just a directional pad. And your job is to guide these water droplets from the sky down onto a little sprout at the bottom because you are trying to uh, facilitate this plant growing. And All right. I feel like I've seen, I think I've seen this before, actually. It is pretty difficult. Um, <laughs> that's like an understatement. Right. <laughs> pretty difficult. But it, it, it's it's difficult just to kind of like figure, like get a handle on like what the fuck you're actually doing. Mm-hmm. But you, as you can see, you kind of want all the drops. They like follow laterally, like on like the slats. You want all the drops to be focused to like the same area. And this is just, like, the first level, so th this is actually, like, when things are, like, surprisingly easy. Yeah. The other levels, there's, like, these animals that come, like, pestilence they come to, like, fuck your flower up. They'll, like, drink the water. They'll eat the flower. And the only way you can get them out of there is by taking one of those flashing drops, which are, like, a bitch, in my opinion, to build up to, like, wash them out of there. 
Can you uh, paint the podcast listeners a word picture of the game? <laughs> oh, what? Are they not able to see the... They'll be able to see it, but people that are uh, that are maybe listening to this, we're trying to add this back into the podcast. <laughs> so, like, our this is one outlet, which is our YouTube outlet, but I'm also going to put an audio-only podcast on as well, just to have... Just to get as many listeners as possible, you know, many as many like Superhouse listeners or watchers or whatever as possible. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, there's a bunch of slats and they're in three columns and you're moving them up and down to kind of change the flow of the water. And you've got animals the whole time that are trying to like ruin things for you. Oh, God damn it. Like this snail motherfucker right here who just ate the water. <laughs> and, uh, you want to guide the drops down onto this like seedling in like the corner. Yeah. But it's like kind of, it's like difficult to control. And it's like, I think that, uh, that's like kind of, you know, by design and you know, like one could probably even say that it's like maybe referencing like, Oh, how difficult the miracle of nature and the miracle of life are, you know? And just like the fact that there's like any plants anywhere is like a wonder in itself. And so yeah, wait, you got like, this kind of like deep kind of uh, oh, it's thing from the game? It's definitely Buddhist. It's super Buddhist. Like it feels like a super Zen type of game. Like 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 when you like even like when you beat a level, you're just like, holy shit, like how did I pull that out? And you get this weird sense of accomplishment. But it's like all you're doing is um all you're doing is like, you know, making this plant grow. But uh it's like it makes you appreciate just like I guess the um kind of like the unlikelihood that any of us are here, you know, kind of like nature being like a beautiful accident. And I'm sure, you know, like if I was more Buddhist, I could throw some other adages at you. But um, I would say that this is like a, you know, this is like a game. This is a game for all the Carl Sagan heads out there. Really? You think... Okay, it's a little bit of nature worship, maybe some Shinto, maybe some Buddhism in there. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, because it's just like, it's just such a peaceful game. I mean, it's very frustrating, but it's also, it's like, you know, super peaceful. Because at the end of it, like, you're like growing flowers and stuff. And it's like focused on, you know, these like tiny water droplets and how like, you know, everything adds up into like a bigger thing. And like, you know, every, that's what makes me think that it's like a super Buddhist game because it's like, I just it, it it almost feels like um like it was intended to be like read this way. Was this game I mean was it fun? I mean not to diminish what you're saying but like from the looks of it it looks interesting but it doesn't look like it's like a total fucking blast at the same time to be No, no, it's it's definitely one of those games that's like okay, I see what you did there like you know kind of like oh like all right that's but then like it still kind of slightly has the whole like kill it the fire dynamic where you're just trying to like like you do want the things to die in order for the plant to live you know like it kind of makes you uh makes you like hate animals and love plants i guess and you're playing this right now by the way yeah this is this is live i am playing this right now the stream I've you're made, seeing guys if you're I've listening to the, the podcast go to youtube and find this video holy shit <laughs> i do like the visuals i like the wonder swan in general seem to have like pretty good visuals yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say if, if, if you're into games, like, like if you're into almost, like, not something that you would, like, want to play. Like, like if you want something that's going to kind of change your concept of, like, what a game could be. Right. Or, like, what a puzzle game could be. 
Um, What's next, man? Next, we are going to look at a game that is kind of like, uh, like, did you play, I'm, I'm sure like you played Sonic 3. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know how Sonic 3 had that like weird, like rate, like multiplayer, like racing mode? Oh, yeah, vaguely, yes. It's been a long time, man. You could head to head with a friend and you're kind of doing this like side scrolling, this like side scrolling, uh, like race with each other. This is like if you took that and just made a whole game with that concept. Sorry, sorry again, but what was the name of the last game? Oh, the last game is called Tante Womanutori. Tante Womanutori. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, Tante. Or it might. It might be Tane. Whoa. Tane. Tane. Uh, yeah, like uh, uh, spread the seed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's by a Dojin circle called D's Garage 21. D apostrophe S, not D E E Z like D's nuts, but D. <laughs> as the garage belongs to D. Um, the next one that I'm going to tell you guys about this platform racing game is called Buffers Evolution. And this is a game by Bandai. And it's kind of a strange game because it's like uh, the only way I could describe it is like a racing platformer where you're just looking to beat your previous time. So if you're really into time trials and like racing your ghost and like Mario Kart and shit like that, like this is this is the game for you. Hmm. Um, so you can kind of pick like there's like nine courses. I haven't beaten all nine yet, but in each level, there's like a different item to be unlocked. And you kind of want to memorize the level because you're trying to get the best time. And mm. so then you, like, you can select from three different kind of like, you know, anthropomorphized cyborg dudes. And then you can pick two items. And the items that you pick, you know, like kind of change the way that you can interact with the environment. All, all you know, kind of culminating towards like making it easier for you so you can get a better time. So I'm going to pick, uh, you know, the... And like this, like all the shit has to be unlocked by playing through like the level and getting like all the, like there's 10 pieces for each item. You got to get every piece to unlock the item. So I'm going to take like the flying one and the motorcycle one. Okay. And uh, let me show you what I'm talking about when I say it's a racing platformer. So you see, I am being timed in the top right corner. And um, so I'm running, I'm running. But if I press the item button, oh shit, like it switches me. To like this, this motorcycle cool. guy. This is pretty cool. And then, you know, if I want to switch again, I can switch to like the plane. And so you what? have like an, an item switch button that you tap twice to switch between, you know, both items. So it's like. This so is like a good idea. I could see this in like a reboot of this in the uh, in like a online store. You know, you know? Uh, um, I mean, it's kind of weird doing like the how do you do the fucking <laughs> fucking you gotta do this like weird dash a lot of the time to like get through like the levels um this is cool though for sure okay that the, the dash is like you know quarter circle forward jump which is oh, kind of like fighting game moves yeah but it's, it's like why though like i don't understand that design choice i guess just to make it harder just to reiterate for the podcast listener, if you're uh, not seeing the visuals now, he's uh, he's like this robotic uh, animal-looking thing, like a, almost like a cartoonish predator, 
Very I think he's, an- supposed, he's supposed to be like a lion. So a think lion. Like, a, like if Mega Man was a lion or something. Yeah. And then um, with like Predator Dreads or something like that. And uh, he's running like it's a run, like a running race through like a platforming level, like Sonic kind of not as fast as Sonic maybe, but then it transforms into uh, this like unicycle thing. Uniracers, that's another fucking hidden gem on uh, Super Nintendo. Uh, but uh, fucking, and then can transform into a plane, which I think is cool. I feel, I feel like, uh, I feel like game designers, especially back in the day, were pretty uh, afraid to incorporate flight. I felt like only a, only a few, certain amount of games had you flying. Yeah, like uh, Sonic was definitely one of them. Yeah. But I mean, like it's like like this. I feel like that's the thing I kind of like about the Wonder Swan is that because it was like a Japan only system and kind of an obscure one at that. I feel like the developers were able to experiment a lot more and kind of do shit that like would kind of be weird in like an American market. Like the right. very concept of this game is just like what you know, like it doesn't really doesn't really make like the most sense. Like when you try to explain it to someone, it's like they would have to like almost play it themselves to really like get it. Right. Um, so this course, I'm going to pick the Rhino, and I'll take um, I'll take this boat and this mermaid. And so the boat allows me to, you know, ease of travel on top of the water. The mermaid suit allows me ease of travel underwater. So now you're this Rhino character. Yeah. Oh yeah, this boat. Okay, I like that. This is cool. Can you choose ones that are just really like do not fit the stage at all and you get fucked up? Um, yeah, yeah. So like that's I think that's like the cool thing about the game is that well, it's not letting me okay, there we go. The cool thing about the game is that you kind of really have to like study the stages to be able to like even plan, you know, for like how to like play. Like this is the first time I'm playing this stage and uh I am regretting <laughs> regretting my choices already. I feel like like if I had this as a kid, I would have loved this, dude. This is looks yeah, it's so cool. It's it's pretty incredible. Like even though I'm having like difficulties right now with that mermaid shit. Um, so now Jared has gotten uh, this rhino kind of character, and he has he can turn into a boat, like an underwater sea dew looking thing, and also a submarine. The submarine does not control that well, though. Okay, here, see, see, you see how like I got number one and that's number two. You have to get all ten in order to unlock this stage's item. So pretty much like your first playthrough of this stage, you're almost not even really trying to get a good time because unless you're some kind of like speed running phenom, like I don't know if you're gonna be able to get like every single item, you know, like right off the bat, like without some like you know, like working back through the level. Yeah. But um. Uh, and then there's these like things called dashes, and if you get all three dashes, it unlocks something. But I, I don't really understand what those are for yet. It's cool to see you uh, live play this. Like before, we were just showing videos on YouTube of gameplay, but this is what you see now on our streams is that he's actually actually playing it, which is uh, you know evolution for us. God, this mermaid shit is so slow. Why is it so slow? Killing me. That was cool. 
purpose. I could see there being like a Transformers game of this as well. Defeats the porpoise, LOL. Do you see that that aquatic pun that I made there? Please <laughs> please just stab me in the face. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, like, you guys, you guys get it. You get it. I'll I'll show you the next game. But, uh, <laughs> definitely like ch- check it out and like fuck around with it. Like I feel like if I was playing this with, playing this like with my brothers as a kid, kind of the goal would be to just see who can get the best time. So it's similar to like an arcade game in that sense. Like who can get the highest score, you know, on Pac Man or something. Um, see Mabel. She's back there. She's back there. Hi Mabel. Andrew says hi. Oh hi. Hello. Also says hi. <laughs> um, the next game I'm gonna show you is a really weird bathroom humor puzzle game called Ingacho. Oh, I feel like I've heard and, of this. And it's uh it's it's a really weird one. It's a really weird one. It's also out on PlayStation, but it seems like a game, you know, that 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 could have come out on like Super Nintendo even. And it's like a bathroom humored kind of you know get to the goal without getting caught type of puzzle game so it's like there's elements of pac-man but also elements of maybe cubert almost like it's strange like you see how there's like you know the booger guy there there's the armpit guy the licky guy and there's just a flying butt that like farts on you <laughs> and Angel, so yeah it's uh I, I don't know like what ingacho means but i'm I've, i do I would Does have it to mean, see like the, gross out or something. No, I would have to see the kanji for this one. Um, this is not immediately so you, uh, recognizable like, to me. The first level. So pretty much like each of these gross out guys moves differently. So it's like you've got a limited amount of steps per level. So if if I move up, he moves up. If I move down, he moves down. So I have to outwit him by moving around this board. Um, you press like one button to take a step forward and you use the D-pad to orient yourself. So it's like, I need to get over here. I need to get him down here. Why didn't he go in that uh, thing? Because he's... Uh, that's like where I'm oh, trying he to can't, get... He can't... Okay, I thought, I thought that would kill him. No. Um, so, like, I want to get him over here. So, again, for the for the pod listeners... Uh, down here. He's, like, got this, like, cute, bald-looking, like, anime Charlie Brown-looking character. And... It's like on this like puzzle game type of board, sort of kinda. And this other monster, like cutesy anime monster character, has his like tongue out. <laughs> and uh, every time he moves, the other character moves as well, mirroring him. See, and that's where the puzzle out, puzzle I, shit comes in. I oh, you overstepped. I did overstep, but like I figured it out though. Like I figured out like what I have to do. So I need to go up, up. I need to go. Up. I need to get first thing I need to do is get him down, and then I need to get him over and kind of try to trap him. So I'm gonna trap uh, him down there and then trap him is, up there. This is fun. Yeah, and then if he if he catches me, you'd get like a really gross cutscene of him licking me. The oh, armpit man. guy, his armpit in your face. The booger guy snots on you, and the butt like farts on you. I think there is nothing as far as the gameplay mechanics that really warrant any like gross out style over an over another style you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it's it's just purely you know like it's dressing on a very uh simple game mechanic that works especially for handheld 
Yeah, see, look, like now I have it where if I step on this, he's going to get me and he's probably going to fart in my face. Oh, no. Whoa, oh, that animation is good for that. I, didn't, yeah, dude, I actually did not fart. know. He straight up covered me in shit. Holy shit. Which is, uh, if you're into butt stuff, maybe this is the game for you. <laughs> I did not know that the animation could be that good on uh, Wonder Swan. Oh, yeah, dude. Wonder Swan was like a powerful little. You know what killed the Wonder Swan was the Game Boy Advance. Oh, really? The true extension of uh, Super Nintendo? Yeah, it, it like it, it definitely it, it killed the Wonder Swan for sure. Um, damn Game, it. Game Boy Advance, I never had one, but I played it on emulator a lot. And got to say, that system was incredible. Oh, my God. Like when, when I was a kid, like I remember getting Tony Hawk 2. My brother well, had that exact game on Game Boy dude, Advance. And it blew my fucking mind, the fact that they could do 3D. God, I'm going to get shit on again. I don't want to get shit on again. Um, that they, they could do 3D like on that system, like blew my entire mind. Oh, Come on, man. you shitty motherfucker! I'm gonna I'm gonna add your camp. I'm gonna choose me real quick, and then I'm I'm, I'm not going to beat this ah. one. I'm not gonna beat this one. Shit, but I mean I've beaten it before. I just got to remember like how I got rid of shit boy. Shit boy. You little shit. What in the hell? Alright, so he's fighting this flying butt looking peach looking thing. And, uh. How many hours did you put into f f this research? Um. A, a good amount. I would say. <laughs> Definitely a good. Well, not into this game specifically, but or uh, this whole but for the whole list. for the whole list, like five hours or more. Oh no, a couple days, I would say. Oh wow, so total like seven hours, maybe or no? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I don't want to like you know show a game that like I wouldn't like recommend to a homie. Just shit on me. Just 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 give me a face <laughs> full of shit. This is you know? fucking nuts. That would definitely really, cut that out for the fucking American version. Oh, man. yeah. Americans are too fucking prudish to deal with some shit like this. But, like, the one on PlayStation is color. Oh, there's a, a PlayStation version. Yeah, yeah. Holy crapola. Oh, definitely. This is definitely some crapola, especially this level. <laughs> Bunch of crapola is, is what a, a, a 90s uh, Midwestern mom would say about this game. Holy crapola. <laughs> uh, just fucking like let the fucker go down shit <laughs> <sighs> alright alright great okay see if they didn't fucking shut him off right there so you're still battling the butt this butt level, I beat it so quick before. Battle of the butt. Like show you guys like another level. You know what? Fuck the butt level. I'll go to a. Oh fuck! Fuck the butt. Someone fuck can, the butt level, bro. Someone can edit that audio to make it whatever they want. I'll show you a crazier level. <laughs> level number nine. Now you know. Now there's gonna be multiple dudes. We got the booger dude. Oh, I guess it's just the booger dude. You see how his, his snot is all dripping out and shit like that? Uh, hold on. Let me uh, go to the screen here. Okay. Like when he walks, his snot gets all drippy. Which is kind of funny. 
I immediately think of uh, Boogerman. God, why can't Boogerman just let me live my fucking life? Can't really hear the audio from the game in the stream. Maybe they hear it. I mean, in, oh, on my I, end, I, I, I muted it. Remember? Oh yeah, I muted it so like, you know, it wouldn't be like blowing me away. Oh yeah, that's right. Can Jared get to that level? Oh my gosh, you guys fucking get it. This shit's like frustrating. <laughs> you get it. If you feel like getting pooped or potentially boogered on, check it out. I'm going to show you guys the next game. Gross out games are uh, are welcome. And uh, this one is was developed by a company called Nihon um, Application Company, which is a very descriptive name. Application Nihon Application Company, the developers of Engod Show. If you want your poop in color, play it on PlayStation. Um, I'd be interested to see one, that, actually. The next one that I'm going to show you is... Um, it's called Ganso Jajamaru-kun. I don't know like if you're familiar with the Jajamaru games, but they're kind of similar to... Um, you know, Rainbow Islands and Bubble Bobble and Donkey Kong and Snow Brothers, kind of like arcade platformers. All right. Um, but this one is like especially interesting because it just has like a bunch of really fun elements. And it's also, you know, like ninja themed. So, so you're like fighting like yokai and stuff. And uh, it's got elements of Mario. And it's, you know, it's just like a really cool, really cool game. It's got like boss fights. And then there's like a screen chase level that you do. And there's a bunch of like power ups and then. Like, there's, like, one power-up that's, like, secret, and, like, if you do it the right way, you know, you end up getting... See how it's got those those uh, umbrella yokai right there? Yeah, I forgot the name of that, but that's one of the most famous yokai. Yeah, I, I love that yokai. Um, but it's, it's like, like, like you can get, like, a, like, like a toad, because it's ninja-themed, so you can get, like, a giant toad to kind of, like, you know, help you destroy, like, all the enemies on the left. And then there's a storyline going on the whole time you're trying to save your girlfriend, I'd imagine. It's okay, so it's yeah, it's like this cutesy ninja look. It looks like a basically like an eight bit platformer kind of game, and there's like looks like these ghost girls. What is what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I think I think those are Yurei. And then it's like oh, okay. after you kill them, like you want to collect like the Hitodama, which is like their soul. You want to collect it for bonus points. Ah, that's and cool. then it's got it's got this like Mario dynamic where you can break the platforms from under, and that's like where the oh, you know, sword. That, that's like where the power up will be hidden, but also the enemy can fall through the platform after you break it. So you definitely want to be like aware of that, but you can also kind of use that strategy to trap them. Okay. Yeah, this is cool. So if you do that when they're right under it, it will be bad for you. Yeah. Oh, fucking motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. If you do that when they're right under it, it could be bad for you unless you've got, you know, really good reflexes, then it could be good for you. So it's like, if I'm going to break this little tiny one, it's like, Oh, she fucking, I didn't know they had lightning powers. Goddamn. <laughs> I was not expecting that shit. You take a shuriken in the face. Oh, man. I'm going to add your uh, reaction again. It looks like you're yeah, looking dude. at the, uh, on the stream, it looks like you're looking at the gameplay, which works. Yeah, I mean, like, like this one is like, uh, it's, it's like surprisingly like fun for like such a, for such a simple game. It's actually pretty deep. 
And that's, I think, what, you know, a lot of these Wonder Swan games, that's what you see, like, this one is like a Tengu, so there's going to be a bunch of Tengus on this level. They're, like, surprisingly simple, but also surprisingly deep, which I think is, you know, like, what makes brilliant game design is when you take a simple concept and, you know, execute it, like, the right way. I'm just going to say I, I love ninjas in, in all forms, uh, be it uh, Sekiro, like super gross, or this super cutesy ninja style as well. Like any version of ninja I'm sort of down with. Yeah, dude, ninjas are fucking sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this Tengu, is awesome. Eat a dick. Tengu's too. Like I, I, it's, I don't know for sure because I've never really done any formal study, but I believe that there's some connection with Tengu mythology and ninja mythology. Yeah, for sure. Like Tengu, you're in any ninja game, you're going to have like a Tengu character. And then right. also, you know, there's like Mr. Tengu from Dead or Alive. And a lot of the Dead or Alive characters are ninja themed, like Asumi right. and Hayabusa and all that. But like I love about, you know, all these yokai and shit is like just playing like all the video games and you can kind of see how much this mythology is like interwoven throughout like a lot of video game and anime culture. Mm-hmm. You ever play you know, uh, like, Ninja Spirit for Turbo Graphics? Um, is that uh, that like Samurai Ghost? That's a different one. That's also pretty good, but I gotta say, Ninja Spirit on that system, dude, is definitely worth checking out. It's really good. There's like this 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 dynamic I don't really get, but there's like these falling leaves or something, and it's like if you take long enough on a level, one of them could fall, and you like want to go collect it. And I think when you get four, something cool happens. But also similar to Snow Bros, if you take too long on a level and you haven't killed everyone, there will be like a in an unkillable enemy that'll chase you down and murder you. So <laughs> got this really sick Oni dude right here. Oh man. This does look pretty fun. I mean, dude, you—it's—it's it's de- like you could definitely kill an afternoon playing this game. Did you play? Also, are there only? Are there some that are color only? Wonder yeah, Swan color yeah. only. Yeah. This. So I'm. I'm just doing all the. Uh, I'm doing all the the regular Wonder Swan games first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those squarish looking guys look remind me of that. Uh, Red hairy monster from Bugs Bunny. Oh shit! Of a uh, goss. Oh fuck. Gossamer. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> I have I have a, a, a gossamer plush at at, at Dude, my parents' house. I was a big fan of, of him as a kid. You're one of the few motherfuckers on the planet. <laughs> well, no. Gossamer is. Yeah, you know fucking gossamer. Yeah. I mean, dude, I I fucking I love cartoons. I love video games. You know. Yeah. It's like my. It's kind of like my shit. <laughs> it's fuck. sort of sort of my shit. Fuck! Oh my god, he's dying at this game. Uh, take that, you son of a bitch. Like, you, you, you see how it's kind of like frantic, kind of like DK? Ah, oh, I almost got the leaf. It's like it's like frantic, kind of like DK, like where you really gotta be on your your shit with, with like your reflexes. I've definitely had a lot of close calls. I'm trying to like show you like the boss. Because there's like like the way the way they, they that they do bosses is kind of interesting. Because it's like you have to do this like screen chasing level before the boss. Oh, that shit murders the the bombs just kill you. Oh damn! I didn't know they could jump up too. 
What's your controller? What do you, what kind of controller setup you got? I'm playing with a with a PS4 controller. Okay, cool. On a Mac or PC? Oh, dreadfully on a Mac. You you want to move back to PC? I mean, I've got a PC. I just don't like. I haven't put a bunch of emulators on it because I want it to stay prime for 3D and editing stuff. But right. Yeah, Mac just does, like I, I I'm twisting my Mac's arms to make any of this shit work. Like. So you don't like Mac anymore. Your brother is a huge Mac guy. I like the way the computer works when it works, but the fact that like when shit is fucked up, there's like nothing you can do to fix it except, you know, like suck Apple's dick and wait long enough for them to maybe release like a fix for it. That, <laughs> that, that shit pisses me off. Like I, yeah. I, I don't like, I don't like the, I don't like Apple's attitude as a company, you know, being, it's being like, like closed off and stuff. Well, just being like kind of like, oh, you motherfuckers will buy it, you know, like we don't care. Like, so you'll just like deal with the bullshit because like you've got no other option. Like, I feel like that they kind of like use that philosophy like across the board, you know, and it's like kind of insulting. Cause I've, it's, got like, win- I've got Windows as well, but it's shitty. I've got Windows too, but like, ev- like I like the, my Windows machine okay, but it's like. I don't know, man. Like I still yeah, kind of prefer Mac. And every no, time I, I, every time I pick up my friend's Droid, I'm never like super impressed. I want I just want an iPhone. It's just that's I, just my personality. I think I'm at the point where I just hate both of them, and I have both. So when one's pissing me off, I can use the other. But you there's got yeah, emulators there's... on Droid though. That's a fucking definite plus. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I just like. I don't know. It's like, and it's like no one even uses Linux. So it's like, what choice do you have for like actual, you know, sound computing? If, if, if Adobe had, uh, uh, if a Linux was on Adobe or if Adobe was on a Linux, then that would be a uh, game over for, <laughs> for, for Mac. Oh, people, see, look, people would be I got, jumping ship. I got, the, I got like the secret potion and now I get the giant frog and I can eat everyone and it's fucking sick. So now his ninja has gotten yes, on a fucking hum- humongous frog, and this is like a super power up, and he's fucking murder everyone. This is like getting the power pellet or whatever in fucking uh, Pac-Man. In, uh, Pac-Man. For sure, it this is. is what it's like. For some reason, oh, you know what? There's a ninja legend yeah. called Jiraiya, and that has yeah, to do with yeah. a frog as well. Yeah. For some reason, there's a frog legend that has that has some connection with ninjas too. So that's why. Yeah, it's in, it's in Naruto, and there's that dude in Samurai Showdown. The Kabuki guy has a move where he eats you with a giant toad and then spits you out. This is gonna sound weird, but should I get into Naruto? Mmm, I I'm not the right person to ask because I kind of like dislike Naruto, but like I don't know. Some some people seem to like it. <laughs> it's pretty big. You ready yeah, to move I on mean, to the next like, one? Yeah, I was trying to show you the boss, but it's not progressing me through the levels for some reason. Or maybe it's making me do this level over because I ate everyone with a frog. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, dude, check that check that game out if you want some, uh, you know, classic arcade action with a ninja twist. It's pretty cool. Um. Next one I'm going to show you guys is uh, a game that I've had a lot of fucking trouble playing, even with goddamn save states. And uh, That's what's I getting st- me through Earthbound, by the way. Just save I state st- the whole fucking way through. Dude, I still can't fucking beat... Even with save states, I can't beat this fucking game. It's Makai Mura for Wonderswan. 
otherwise known as Demon Village, otherwise known as Ghouls and Ghosts. And uh, this was a a Wonderswan exclusive... Exclusive. Exclusive version that is, you know, as difficult, if not more difficult, than, like, a lot of the other ones. But it, you know, kind of amalgamated, like, a lot of the old sprites from, like, the old games. It plays super smooth. It's just fucking hard, and it's, like... It's got this uh, punishing difficulty that, you know, is like, I guess the series is known for. But like some of the game design in this shit seems fucking evil. You know, it's like, like, for example, like, like there's to get to the final boss, you have to like beat the, you know, semi-final boss in a certain amount of time. And you can't beat them in that amount of time unless you've got a certain weapon. And so it's like you just have to keep fucking replaying it over and over again until you can, like, get that weapon, which is, like, you know, Ryu's Hadouken, I guess, because it's a Capcom game. You know, that's, like, a shout to, like, Street Fighter. But it's, like, after, you know, fucking replaying that level over and over again and still having no goddamn Hadouken to be, to be able to beat that fucking boss, I was just like, fuck this. I'll watch the ending on YouTube. I feel like regardless of the time, if I get through the level, I should be able to beat the final boss. I don't think that shit's. I don't think secrets are cute in this regard. In this particular case, resuming my podcast listener explanation guy voice, uh, basically this is ex- almost exactly like uh, ghouls and goblins, ghosts and goblins. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It, it is ghouls and ghosts. It's just ghouls and ghosts for ghouls and ghosts. There's like there's like certain things that are like you know specific to it, but it's mostly like it's mostly ghouls and ghosts. Like it's like that that exact game. Um, throwing lances it's, it's, at coffins and shit. By the way, I feel like they would take off the uh, the cross that we're seeing here for an American release. Like, all these crosses would go. Well, actually, today it would probably be, no one would give a shit, probably. I feel like people care less about that stuff these days. But especially, like, when this was out, what, in the mid to late 90s? Yeah. Was, people would still probably had a lot of uh, sensitivity toward that kind of a thing. God damn it. See, uh, and the other thing about this game that, and all these games that, like, frustrates the fuck out of me, like, this series in particular, like, Ghosts and Goblins, is that, like, it seems like even, like, the jumping mechanic is just made to fucking kill you. If you don't time your jumps perfectly, it just throws you directly at the enemy. A lot of old games, uh, seem to like a lot of their difficulty stems from just the controls being shit like we both obviously really like altered beast but the controls oh, are the controls fucking terrible are fucking terrible fucking terrible in that fucking game man and like That's you know it's like if you like fucking altered beast you know play majuo instead or do you know um fucking um what you call it uh i lost my train of thought now oh magician lord for uh for neo geo uh yeah yeah so that game I really love as well, but the, the controls in that are stiff as fuck. It's really also like a weird, weird, you know, toy collecting flex. I've got a Keshi of these little wraith guys that are chasing <laughs> me around. Toy, toy collecting flex. Um. <laughs> I now have it to wear on our screen, dude. Uh, it looks sort of like we're kind of both looking at you playing. The stream, your your gameplay footage is in the middle. Like the the platforming, you know, is super fucking difficult. If I was like good at this game, I could like show you all the bosses like in, in a row. But I obviously suck, and I had to use save states to get far at all. Let me just show you my like uh, most recent fucking save state. If this thing could fuck off for a second, the Wonder Swan has got that fucking. Uh... So for the Wonder Swan, for the for the listener and the person watching the stream, 
if you're unfamiliar, uh, you could turn it uh, vertical as well. And some of the games really were like contingent upon that. And that was like totally new at the time. And then DS really ran with that. And then of course, iPhone games, of course, but. Uh... So this is the, this is the last level and I kill that red armor. And right here, this chest is supposed to have, you know, Ryu's Hadouken in it. I saved a state here because I just fucking, this is the only way to beat the goddamn game to get to the actual ending and the actual fucking last boss. <laughs> and let me guess, who's going to be in here? A fucking useless goddamn wizard who that wants to turn me into a baby. Why does it uh, not have what you need? Because God hates me. I think that's why. It's randomly um, generated and it just doesn't show up? It's randomly generated, but it just randomly is always awful for me. I don't know. And it's because it's like these arrows that I've got are dope, but... You know, it's like the, it's like a spread shot. It's like not super strong. It's just covers right. a lot of ground. Right, right, right. So it's right. like you need to like really lay on to this like final boss in order to uh, see that was some bullshit right there. <laughs> oh wow, I'm surprised that they gave me any fucking armor instead of just killing me again. Thanks, dickhead. <laughs> oh man, this just Frankenstein dude is easier than that goddamn red armor. Like he just jumps and spits some shit at me okay and then i'm fucking dead game's hard you get it it's fucking hard but if you want to torture yourself on an obscure handheld you know it's 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 definitely fucking available (laughs) start going into some fucking wonder swan color games um nice that fucking goddamn franken bastard um this next one that i'm going to talk about is for you people out there who are fans of you know dodanpaki or ikaruga or any game you know kind of made by like aiding or raising or cave it's like a bullet hell game um it's even similar to like mars matrix hyper shooting if you've like played that one but uh it's uh it's like pretty straightforward bullet hell the cool thing about the Wonder Swan is that you could turn it, you know, vertical. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this game. You yeah. get no bombs, like 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 in most, uh, you know, vertical bullet hell shooters. Like you get bombs, but in this one you don't get any bombs. But, but what you do get is access to two different shots, like a spread and a straight one. And then you also get a shield button that you can use to nullify enemy bullets. What? That's cool. I like that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's like a mechanic that's in like a lot of other games, but they have charge meters and bombs. This game, I guess, was just like that stuff's, you know, for people who aren't good at shooters. If you're like really fucking elite, you should be able to fucking dodge the shit is what I imagine the fucking developers. That was a close one. I got to tell you, cool. man, I grew up playing these games. I liked Galaga. I liked uh, I played all of them. 1942. I played fucking probably even uh, Ikaruga back in the day. Like uh, Ikaruga's another one that's dumb hard, like. But I, like I did not know until I started researching retro gaming a few years ago that this whole like bullet hell thing is like at a huge scene. Like people love the ever living oh, yeah, fuck yeah. out of these games, dude. There's people that will like buy a Saturn purely for the fact that it can you know do frame accurate and like right. that it can do frame accurate you know versions of like bullet hell shooters. I don't like them that like I like them enough to where I've got a bunch of them on Mame, but like I'm not you know. I'm not like going to be like lining up for like you know like a rare Dojin bullet hell shooter. It's not my genre either. Unless unless there's something about it you know that makes it you know 
like fun to play because like I, I do like the Parodius games and that rhythm. I mean, the, that game Tengoku game I showed you where you're in the arcade. Like, so if it's like maybe I like cute em ups better just because they're novel. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, like this is sick. Like the bosses actually have swords, which is kind of cool. That's cool. Oh, I, I got to say this is maybe for another time, but I played. Uh, oh, shit. Winds of Thunder or Lords of Thunder on, oh, yeah, on yeah. Turbo the, the CD. One? The one with that a, has like the really sick metal soundtrack, me, like full on, like they got a band and recorded some sick metal it's shit, like Dragon Force type shit. It, dude, it fucking rules. Like, I, there's somebody. I have the, I have like, like the. I don't have the game, but I have the soundtrack to the game. I had the soundtrack saved as a fucking uh, favorite place on YouTube because somebody just uploaded that shit, uh, and that oh, shit. God, listen to that, that shit in my car. Uh, but you know what? As a shooter, it's it's really fucking good too, though. Like, yeah, it really is. It's it's awesome. It's one of my it's one of my favorite ones actually. Another shooter that's like oh shit that's like pretty good is um, Magical Cotton. Oh which yeah, is like, which is like you know totally like a but it's got a similar dynamic where instead of like a uh, blocking bullets, you can actually hold like you can block bullets, but you can also use your shield to like hold enemies and throw throw them at other enemies. Oh shit! Which which is like pretty sick. I mean, I feel like the ease of kind of creating this games has kind of, you know, allowed, you know, some really diverse ones like in the scene. And it's like, you know, cause you've got like twinkle star sprites and you've got like kingdom grand prix and shit like that. Right. So it's like, that, that's the one thing I will say about this genre is like, as you know, lack of variation as there is just by based on like the nature of the genre itself, there is a surprising amount of variation, you know, as to like what's offered on the market. If you don't know, check it out on our stream. But yeah, it's like a fucking, um, they call it bullet hell. It's like, uh, it's a, I mean, if you don't know games that well, then why are you listening to this pod, this podcast stream? But fucking, uh, it's called, it's like, it's like Galaga on crack, basically. Pretty much like the people who are really good at this games, I imagine like, you know, probably like train the levels so they can, you know. That me like adjust their response time accordingly. I mean, but I felt I mean, like shit, I was losing like, my mind playing Sekiro, uh, having oh, to get yeah, fucking I mean, exact fucking timing and shit. Like it was it's, rough, it's dude. Like, like like Dark Souls or Ninja Gaiden hard, isn't it? It's. I actually have never played Dark Souls or, or uh, Bloodborne, Bloodborne, but okay. apparent apparently it's about that hard though. That's what everybody says. I mean, it's might be the same people. Oh uh, yeah, that, that that makes sense. I I can say so. Is it like is it like Ninja Dark Souls? Basically, yes. And that's a good concept. That's, that's, yeah, that, that's actually fucking sick because the only other ninja game to be like with a punishing difficulty that I'd really heard of was Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, and that's like more of like a f- fun like arcade thing. Like the, Sekiro is kind of like a metal kind of thing going on for it as well. It's kind of oh, no, I'm talking about like, like the dark. one that came out on like Xbox 360, the one that's oh, yeah. more, sim- more similar to Devil May Cry. Actually, I've never played a Devil May Cry game either. Rather than continue watching me get murdered by these little droid dudes, move on to the next one. So you guys, the next one. I mean, yeah, uh, that one's pretty pretty straightforward. Um, it's actually done by a company called Cute with a Q. Um, in case anyone's interested, the next one I'm going to show you is a kind of a strange puzzle game that is love themed. If you like cute shit. <laughs> Which I know you guys do. I know you guys just love cute shit. Um, it's called Flash Koi Bitokun, 
And I think you played this one, didn't you, Andrew? I might have played it for a second. Whenever you said you were going to do this list a few weeks ago, I uh, downloaded a bunch of shit myself. I, I did play Inga Cho a little bit, and I played I, I played this one probably a little bit as well. This this game, it's like you um, are trying to get girls to fall in love with you with the help of a Cupid ninja whose job it is to deliver your love to uh, your target, the target of your affections. And um, so it's like the, the way I, I could describe it is it's like a, a stream maintenance puzzler, if that makes any sense to you. Like there's like a stream of hearts going to, you know, the target and there are breaks in the bridge where you have to literally maintain the stream and kind of like, Oh yes. Love, like, like let the love keep going. Cause if you drop it, then like it doesn't score. But then also, you know, you have a, like a thing where you can hold the love up and like causing it to build up. And that's how you build up a bigger chain and like get like a flashing heart. And so what you want to do is you want to hold it. You see how they're chained up like that. That's a chain of three. You want to hold it until you get like a flashing one, and then you know you want to let that chain go. Oh, to the, uh, see, I was. End. I was playing this and not knowing what the fuck I was doing. All right, that's a long chain with no flashing one, so I'm just gonna let these fuckers go. You let them die. Oh no, I'm gonna let them go on to their destination. Okay. There's a flashing one up there, and I'm gonna stop it. Oh, nice. And hold it. See, because you've got to do three flashing ones to beat the level, but it's just like, you know, you're not going to get a good rating unless you've got like a lot of chains and like a high score. The girl I looks th- like kind of evil. Like, I think like your your score meter is uh, that thing on the bottom there. Yeah, I mean, there's like a pretty good amount of variation in like the different characters. And the other thing, you know, that's like pretty progressive for like a game like this is, um, oh no, he's going to die, is like you can choose your gender from the beginning. So you can be a guy oh, nice. trying to, to woo girls or you can be a girl trying to woo guys. If this came out now, you know, you could probably be like whatever combination. Right. Um, but it's like a pretty simple concept, you know, super, super simple. But he looks it, sort of like a ninja it as works, well. It works for some reason. No, he, he is a ninja. He's like, he's like a ninja Cupid. Oh yeah. That's cool. So I'm going to give her all the love and she just gets all the love and now she's, she loves me. Oh my God. Or maybe she, you know, likes me enough to like not call the cops on me or something. I don't know. <laughs> ah, it's like, yeah, I, I feel like if you're, you know, if you're using ninjas to get someone to love you, that's a little aggressive. And I've got some questions, you know, about <laughs> consent. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, 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 why do you, why do you have to employ assassins, you know, in order to get, get your feelings across? But she seems into it. Oh, wow. I got three whole hearts on that one. Next one is, uh, you know, a girl with a bob. I don't know what her name is or what she's saying because. I'm a bad weeb and I can't read Japanese. So this, she's let's have a fun uh, let's have a fun uh, time. Is that what she's saying? Uh, she yeah. just said that yeah, shugyo like I have like fun work. Oh, shugyo's hard to translate at this at this moment. I've also had, had a beer, <laughs> a beer or two. So I mean, like you guys get the concept of the game. 
Yeah, it's like these uh, the, these hearts are coming down this fucking conveyor belt looking thing, and this ninja guy with cupid wings is <laughs> stopping these hearts, and then they he lets him go walk on his head, and the, his head's covering for the gaps in the conveyor belt. And as they walk to the new gap, he has to hurry to. This is your avatar. You have to hurry to the uh, to the gap to make sure they make it to. Uh, the girl that looks kind of evil. Like, why do you want to get with this chick anyway? I think that evil look is like supposed to be like a happy look. She supposed to be like uh, horny or something, or or excited. I I don't know. I don't know. It's funny. Yeah, I guess like she's you know she's bouncing up and down like she's having a good time, like she's giddy or something. I played this one for like two seconds and I. You know, not two seconds, but like, you know, a few minutes. And I was like, ah, I don't know. This is for me. Ooh, just did you honest. see that there, though? Did you yeah. see that there? Yeah, he has some fucking quick-ass movements just now. I did. I feel like this game is kind of like, you know, it's it's like it's like a re- like a reflex puzzler, kind of like Katamari. So it's like more of like a test of your reflexes. Yeah, that's true. To be really quick with the fucking controller on this one. Oh, definitely. Quick on the D-pad, for sure. Quick on the D. I mean, it's like, you can let a couple of them break, you know, if it's like, in order to save a bigger chain, like, it makes sense, and it's not gonna, like, you know, ruin your... It's not gonna ruin your chances of doing well on the level. And it's like, the best thing about the Wonderswan is that it's got these weird exclusives that, like... Almost like I couldn't see this game living on any other system. Maybe as like a WiiWare thing or like like a, you know, kind of cheap mini game. But like as like a full on game, like I couldn't see this like living on any other system. Yeah, it would have to be like, God, $10 max or something. If yeah, it came like, out like, now. like a Nintendo eShop thing or something. Yeah, like God, like seven bucks, if, if even that. The kanji in the back is love, by the way. Oh yeah, so this is the love dojo, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you, I mean, you guys, you guys get the concept. Ninjas, Cupid, love, <laughs> questionable, you know, questionable, uh, you know, questionable things with consent. You know, it depends on like how you read it. I think the developer's goal was to be cute, though. Um. Now I'm going to show you fucking Dicing Night, which is probably one of the best games to come out on the Wonderswan, period. So when I looked up the list when I was, you know, acquiring games online, um, it was uh, always like number one. Do you agree with this? I would say it's definite, like as far as Wonderswan exclusives, I would say it's definitely like the best one and it's definitely like the shining kind of gem of the system. But it's funny because it's like this was like one of the last games. This one and Judgment Silver Sword, the shooter I was playing earlier, are like were like the last two games to ever be released on like the Wonders One. And the the really Really the last two. Yeah, yeah. And like the, the really interesting thing about this game, about Dicing Knight is that it was actually developed by a doujin circle called Platine Dispositive. Um, as French? part of a No, no. Well, you know how, like, you know, Japanese people like to, you know, incorporate 
other languages into their like you know roman like like romaji titled companies and stuff yeah. um like lot like like lots you know like latte sounds like uh french and you know they're big fans of like europe and stuff like that but like this this game yeah. was was developed by this doujin company as part of a or a doujin circle as part of a competition because wonderswan put out this development kit to consumers that i think was probably two hundred dollars when it it's maybe two hundred dollars now it was probably pretty expensive when it came out though for like a wonderswan game but this thing called Wonder Witch that would allow you to code your own games, like build your own Wonderswan. That was an official release? It was an official release, which is fucking mind-blowing, you know? Cause it's That's like, cool. Other systems have had like stuff like RPG Maker or like Fighter Maker and stuff like that. But this like was straight up like you could, if you knew how to code, you can like develop your own game. And so when that Wonder Witch thing came out, they did a contest and... Uh, the contest that they did, this is the one that won the contest. So it's it's a it's like a procedurally generated dungeon crawler. It's like link like almost like Link to the Past with like a Dark Souls difficulty. And um It's like I'm they're all gonna... difficult. Almost all of them are difficult as oh, fuck. God, yeah, this game is fucking so hard. But like I'm like the cool thing is like after you die on a level, if you want to get more items and stuff, you can regenerate the level. And so generating the level means this level is completely different than it was last time. The only thing that is unique to this level is like the enemies and like the the way it looks. And so you've got a shield, you know, you can slash. It's all it's also kind of like a bullet hell game. You know, it's so procedurally like, generated? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was all generated right there like 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 with that meter. And like oh, and then yeah. like like you use like you use like the other buttons to like pick up and use items. There's even like special attacks like if you hold guard and hit attack, you do a little special attack. If you hold attack and hit guard, you do like a giant special attack, which is good for like bosses and stuff. Yeah. And it's like there's like the craziest thing about this game is like uh, the amounts of enemies that there are. And you kind of got to like memorize, you know, like each different enemies like moves to like develop a strategy on how to deal with them. Like these guys shoot this goddamn beam at me, which is annoying. Is this the most fun uh, Wonder Swan game in your opinion? Most fun, also most frustrating. Um, this this meter on on the oh, you motherfucker. This meter on the top right is a. Uh, I'm just gonna use this health potion. If you notice these dice that are like you know hitting the ground anytime I hit somebody or get hit, it's kind of like a D and D type element where like everything's decided by a dice roll. And this item that I just picked up lets me know like how much damage my next couple attacks will do. So that's definitely super useful when planning on like who you want to attack first. Fucking bastard. So you're playing as this, like, girl, uh, I assume a girl-looking character that uh, is wielding a shield and a sword, very similar to Link to the Past, but it's all like you enter a room and there's, you just, like, <laughs> fight a motherfucker as soon as you enter it, and then you yeah, get yeah, some it's, dice. It's, yeah, it's like it's like Dark Souls. I mean, like, see, I just hit him, the dice rolled to two, he took two damage. It's like Dark Souls in that, like, if it can see you, it's going to fuck you up. You know, oh, so as soon as you hit him, then the dice comes out and lets you know what your damage is. Yeah, and then like when I healed myself, a bunch of dice came out to decide how much I'm gonna heal myself. Oh man, you know I don't really know. I mean, it looks fun otherwise, but I don't know. Like that's like Secret of Mana. Like you hit him and like a few minutes after, then you know which yeah your I damage mean, is. I figured that like you would not dig that, but if you can get past that, 
And then the other thing that's kind of annoying is that there's a hunger gauge. And if your hunger gauge goes down, I feel like the game's hard enough. Like, I don't need this hunger gauge tacked on to make it more difficult. It seems arbitrary to me. But if your hunger gauge goes down, then you start to take damage. But your hunger gauge, like, resets, like, like once you go into, like, a new door and stuff like that. See, this motherfucker is right near the goddamn entrance to the fucking room. I mean, I'm just now getting over like uh, Earthbound's uh, not been, being able to see your character attack. Like, there's just some things that they do. Like, I like a lot of what goes on with RPGs, but some of the shit that happens is like, oh, man, you know, it's just like, just why, why, are, why is your gameplay shine. like this? It's it's like added difficulty. I mean, that's it, it, it's it's like trying to make it like one step closer to kind of like D and D, you know, or everything's decided by a dice roll. Yeah, I get. I mean, I get the idea. It's just fucking dickhead. I don't know. I mean, it it looks fine. It looks pretty fun. See, she's got these like she's like a succubus. She's got these fucking like homing bullets. She just fucking killed me. It's like a bullet hell on top of being like linked to the past. So, uh, the RP, were there like RPGs? I know there's a lot of square support. So were there oh, ones yeah, that were just Wanderswan only that were like really good or what? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like a list of, well, like most of the JRPGs I didn't really check out cause I can't really read them, but, um, yeah, there's like a lot of Squaresoft stuff. There's like some Enix stuff. There's like a lot of stuff that kind of feels like shining force a little bit. Okay. Um, but I mean, this game though, I would definitely say is like worth checking out just for the sheer novelty of it. Like as far as like a procedurally generated game. I mean, it was at the top of every list that you looked up for uh, top Wonderswan games, and I also looked up, I looked up the list in Japanese as well, and it was like very similar uh, type of thing. Sometimes the lists are totally different, you know, like between the Japanese lists and the American ones, but. Uh, but with Wonder Swan, it was more or less the same. I mean, there were some titles that were, uh, you know, like skeletons really fuck off. They were fuck like really God. text. They were like really text heavy games Son of a bitch. or like visual novel type of games. Cause you could hold the thing vertically like a book kind of like there was a game called terrors or whatever. And people yeah. seem to like that one, but I, I just didn't like, I actually downloaded it and read it, like played it a little bit, but it just, uh, I wasn't ready to really get into that one. I I wanted to just kind of like have a sampler of the system when I was uh, getting those games, you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if 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 you're like if you're like a RPG head, especially if you're like way into like Dark Souls and you know games like that that are just like have punishing difficulty and like a lot of RPG elements, this is definitely you know one to play. Yeah. Um, so myself, and then it's like you can get a floor map and kind of like look and see you know like like what's actually going on and it's cool like 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 one of the uh, items that you can like one one of the items that you can get is like a drill that allows you to drill through walls nice and it, it's it's crazy it's like you really have to be it's like it sounds kind of funny that like a link to the past type game could like remind you of dark souls but you really have to be like on your reflexes and your timing or like it gets the better of you that's what fucking Sekiro felt like when I was, I uploaded this video of me fighting an ogre and it was like 40 minutes of me fighting one guy. Yeah. And that's, I finally that's figured the, it out. That, that, that's exactly what Bloodborne is like. You have to figure out their rhythm. Fuck. I didn't mean to use that, but I just used the item that stops time, but it'll make it so I can kill this guy without having to deal with this bullshit. That's what it would mean, but the fucking fucker won't die. You ready to move Sometimes to the next one, man? Sometimes you just get shitty rolls. Let's move on to the yeah. next one. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Oh, experiencing um, some fucking my my camera might have fucked up. The next one that I'm going to show you is essentially just uh Ah oh, shit, my camera fucked up. Hold on, I might have to change cameras, dude. <laughs> okay. Uh hold on. You going to pause pause the stream and redo it or No, nah, I think it can probably work. I just got to use this other camera. I mean, again, everybody listening, watching, we're still trying to figure out the technology behind this. And I was using um a Canon 5D, but I don't have a I don't have a thing yet for it. Um <clears throat> I don't have an AC adapter for the thing, so so uh, I think the batteries just ran out. That's what happened. So what what I'm going to do now is look at that on the fly. Added a new camera, and uh, here we are. It's not as cool as the other one, but here we are. All right, the next one I'm going to show you is um, it's called Saga, which is like a you know, these were like kind of like the precursors to Final Fantasy, almost. Saga. Uh, yeah. They they played very much like Final, like any of the early Final Fantasy games. So like if you've played, if you've played any of those games, then you know this like won't seem like that different. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you can pick from like a bunch of different type of guys to start with. This is an RPG or what? Yeah, it it, it plays very similarly to like the early Final Fantasy games. So it's like. I'm gonna be this human. And I'm gonna name him. Was this uh, this was uh, fan translated? Yeah, this this is a shitty, a really shitty fan fan translation. Mm. I'm gonna name him Lord, just because that's fast. So pretty much like in this game, there's like, oh my god, there's a tower, and people are going to the tower to you know seek fortune and fame and blah 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 blah. And so you got to recruit a team. And I think I want uh I'm trying to think of who's like actually fucking strong. I'll take a goblin. Name him Must cuz he smells bad. Um, <laughs> Must This es- this Esper Let's name him Rick. And then Rick the Esper. Rick the Esper. And then uh This this Esper thing is uh what you call uh Wasaego, which is uh Japanese made English, which is somebody somebody that has ESP. That's like psychic abilities. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean this this uh it's like pretty straightforward. I go, oh my God, in order to go to the tower first, you need to go you know, meet this person and get some weapons. And like this king is like in love with like this princess, but she's being held captive by bandits. And it's like pretty much like you're hit with like a pretty intense difficulty wall, like right from jump. Like these newt guys are kind of fucking hard to fight. Like hit you him can't with a see sword. your character either with this one. Yeah. Yeah. This well, th- this is how like the original final fantasies were. Oh, I actually did not know that. Yeah, like 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 similar like Final Fantasy Mystic Quest and similar to um, you know, kind of the old Fantasy Star games and I think even Lufia is like that. Like a lot of games follow this uh this format. But the cool thing about this game is that you can like after I kill this newt, if I eat its flesh, I can use it to evolve some of my other dudes. That's cool. 
Um, but I haven't I haven't dug like deep into this one, so all I can really tell you is that it's like a pretty standard RPG, and that if you're into like old SquareSoft games, then the Wonder, and if you can read Japanese especially, then the Wonder Swan is the system for you. Um, you yeah, have died. Lord's team wins. Oh shit! I got flame. I wanted That's to play fun. some uh some of the text heavy ones myself, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Last time I was playing this, I was not learning any spells, and I was just getting my ass kicked. I like this uh, sort of like uh, oh. zombie-looking guy. Rotten pumpkin-looking head, motherfucker. Oh, I, I learned how to be resistant to flame? I want to hit him with, with a flame. Rotten acorn head zombie dude. That's what this looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's like pretty standard RPG fare, and I think most of the ones on Wonder Swan, you know, are pretty much going to follow like the Final Fantasy or Shining Force style of game. Right. Um, there's there's one that actually stands out on Wonder Swan, which started as a Wonder Swan exclusive that I haven't played because it's Japanese language only, and I found I found an English translation for the Game Boy Advance, but I just haven't delved into it yet because RPGs are big. But it's called Riviera, and that uh-huh. one is. Highly lauded as a very good uh, Wonder Swan game. Um, Going yeah, back like, to the Turbo CD real quick, kind of a tangent, but a lot of it seemed like a lot of the Japanese community really liked um, Far East of Eden. Okay, Ten- yeah, Tenkai Makyo. Yeah, I've, I've only played like the fighting game that came out for arcade, but Kabuki Clash. Yeah, Kabuki Clash. Yeah, uh, supposedly it's really good and it has is, like good, good like CD like anime cutscenes and stuff like that. But I, I um actually couldn't get that one to work on my uh on a system that I'm running on. So I don't know. It might might be like one of those that like you have to actually get the especially with Turbo Graphics. Some of the Turbo Graphics CD stuff, it's like you got to actually get the actual disc. Oh mm. shit! Look, Doots meat found eat, and if I feed it. To to uh, my goblin, he'll change to a skeleton and lose a bunch of strength, so I don't want that. But if I feed it to my skeleton, it'll turn into an albatross, which is sick. Whoa. This is cool. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's like... Uh, Who does that, who's, who's talking in the background? Oh, those, those, those are my roommates. Okay. But I've got very thin walls. My bad, guys. But, I mean, this is, like, pretty much... This is like what RPGs are. You know, you're just drilling away at these overpowered enemies, trying to grind that difficulty wall down. Um, yeah, pretty much. That name right there looks like, I know it says Longsword, but it looks like Lone Sword, which is uh, Joey's uh, handle on almost <laughs> all of this shit he's on. That's funny. Um, Newt's meat. Don't eat it. You ready to move on to the next one, bro? Yeah, the next one is, uh, I mean, I could just show you guys, like, what else the Wonder Swan can do. Um, I mean, shit, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll show you this next one, which is a dishonorable mention. This is a game oh, that I do not like. Um, and a lot of people have, you know, kind of, like, issue with this game because it's just fucking hard to control. And there's, like, seemingly no preparation for how to actually do it. Um it kind of plays, it's a Nana own shot game. They did Frapper the Rapper. It plays kind of similarly to like Tomina Center from uh, Konami. 
And it's a type of game where you have to hit uh, a button combination at the, at the perfect time in order to get past an obstacle. And um, wait, can we get the name again one more time? Rhyme Rider Kerorican. Okay. So this armadillo thing pops up, and if I press the button at the right time, I can kick it, and it makes the song keep going. It looks like uh, if you guys remember the the Dreamcast game Space Channel Five or some yeah, shit like that. That's another game that I had extreme difficulty with. I remember like there was a lot of hype over that game back in the day, and I just never really got into it. But this is like but I mean, I've like never been good at like like I was never good at Parappa the Rapper either. I feel like if if you want to play a good you know, like 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 Nana Onsha game. I would say play Vib Ribbon or uh, play Vib Ribbon or um, Mojib Ribbon. Those are like some of like the more nuanced games from them. I think like Parappa the Rapper and Um Jammer Lammy. You have to be so like on point with like the timing, and like this one, like this one to me feels like Vib Ribbon if it like wasn't done well. But maybe that's just because I'm playing like not on a Wonder Swan, and I think this is the game where you need the Wonder Swan to be diagonal to really like fully take advantage of like what the game has to offer. Yeah, it's like this Space Channel Five looking space girl walking down an isometric, sort of isometric view, uh, downhill the whole time, and you're like jumping over these colorful like Dragon Quest slime looking motherfuckers. And uh, okay, that's that's telling you uh, too fast, by the way, dude. The the uh, katakana there. Yep, too fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like. Okay, now you're doing better. You have to jump over too fast. Oh, yeah, it's like you got to hit it like right when you're like about to die. Is like when you gotta. It's like a weird timing. The animation of her her what do you call it a walk cycle, uh, yeah. is really good. No, for, yeah, for the, what this the, is, the animation is 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 pretty impressive. I will give them that. I just like, I don't know. I just like have had such a better time playing Vib Ribbon and Mojib Ribbon than playing this game. Um, and Vib Ribbon's dope because you can actually add your own music to it. Like you could put a CDR in your PS One and like pretty much create a level from the music tracks, which 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 is dope. But yeah, I'm, I actually have not played Vib Ribbon yet. I'm done with this shit right here. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you have if you have a Wonder Swan and you know you're a cool guy, maybe like like and you think you can do it, like maybe like fuck with it. But if you just like are into the concept and want to see it executed way better, I would say just play Vib Ribbon or Mojib Ribbon. See, like I don't even know know like what to do for this like arm flappy motherfucker right here. Like I don't know how to get past him. Oh, uh, this looks this looks ridiculous. It's yeah, saying a uh, wrong button, by the way. That's what that is. Okay. Well, then what's the right button? Uh, I don't know. It's not telling me that. That also saying, oh, is that is that too fast? Hold on. Hold on a second. Oh, okay. No, those those don't even work. Those don't even do anything. Wrong button. And then wrong button. And wrong and button wrong again. Wrong button again. See, this is where I stopped last time. And this wrong is where I'm going to stop this time. Fucking, I'm done with it. Done with it. Let's get the name of that one one more time. Um, rhyme writer Kerorican. Okay. And then I guess I could just show like some of the other games, honorable mentions that are available on other systems. Uh, Devil Dice and Mr. Driller are both available on other systems. But the cool thing about playing them on a Wonderswan emulator is that it's like kind of like a smaller file. So it doesn't like it like runs really fast, which is like pretty cool. 
Like it like doesn't. I don't think that you're like losing like any frame rate shit or anything. Um, so Devil Dice is you know the puzzle game where you're like matching up all the dice. Oh yeah. Um, and it's I know just, it well. It's like kind of cool that like this works in like a 32 bit on like a 32 bit system and it like works very well actually. But so Wonder Swan's like, not 32 bit though, right? Well, I mean it's. I don't I don't know exactly what the bit on it is, but I know that it's like similar to like the Game Boy Advance. Like the Game Boy Advance is like uh, is it the it, it it seems like it's thirty two bit. No no no, it's not thirty two. If it was thirty two, that'd be like PlayStation looking graphics. This is like a well done sixteen uh, bit. It's on. Oh, okay. It's like it's like a really so well like, animated Super like, Nintendo. It's like sixteen bit pushed to its limit. Sixteen bit plus, yeah, basically is what you could call it. Okay, so like 16-bit, but with like better computing power. That, that, if it was 32-bit, you'd be seeing like a Battle Arena Toshinden type of shit on on Wonderswan, which is not. Oh, hap- oh, okay, okay. So you're saying that like the 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 shitty 3D on PS1 is is 32-bit 3D. Yes, 32-bit. And like the reason w- that N64 was so dope is because it was 64-bit graphics for the first time. It was 64-bit on a cartridge, so it had it had some. Um, it couldn't do music as as good as, for example. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean like, like, like you get the, you get the point. It works well for being on like such like a tiny file, which is cool. It's cool seeing this game put into 16 bit when it's normally rendered in 3d Yeah. and it also functions very well. Um, the other honorable mention, the other honorable mention is, uh, Mr. Driller. And Mr. Driller, I'll take it any fucking way I can get it. I love the game. <laughs> you know, like, put it on, put it on fucking, like, I had it on my cell phone, you know, before, and, like, I had a blast. Like, if they fucking made, you know, like, if they made this somehow in, like, an LCD game, I would still play the shit about it. I mean, I would still play the shit out of it. It, like, plays the same as all the other ones, you know? There's nothing new here, but it's just, like, Mr. Driller on Wonderswan. Like, I'm having this on my Game Boy Advance would have been really sick. So, like cool that it's like you know you can put it in your pocket so what's the point of this game again to not get crushed to get to the bottom and not get crushed but also you know you don't want to suffocate so you need air oh shit i actually have never played mr driller check it out man it's uh well if you're looking for like a weird puzzler game i always like would see it at the movie theater arcade and be like what the fuck is this and man, no what one, what movie like, theater no one... arcade were you going to i've never saw that there um, well, the, the one at the mall, like they had this, they had House of the Dead and they had like Time Crisis and those were, or Maximum Carnage. Those were like the only Namco games they really had. Yeah. And it's, it, and it's like this just always had super bright colors, bright music and like no one was ever fucking with it. And so like, I just like, you know, downloaded it as a ROM on a whim one day cause the bright colors made me want to find out more. And what I discovered was, uh. One of uh, the most charming puzzle games I think I've ever played. And also, he is the son of Dig Dug. Oh, shit. So, does it matter what uh, color you break? No, it's just like the color, whatever color is attached to, it's going to break all that, too. So, you're really just kind of like, you know, trying to find out. or You're pretty much just trying, trying to find a way to get to the bottom without getting crushed. Okay. And so, it's like if, you know, if you see like a big block of like yellow... And you hit that, it's like all oh, that yellow is gonna go away. But if you, 
you know, hit like a block where there's like one tiny block of yellow above it, that one tiny block, unless it, you know, connects to another block will keep falling. Then that's when it can crush you. Mm, all right. And, and then, the, uh, you know, kind of chocolate bricks. Like, uh, you can't drill through them without losing air. And so you want to, you want to try to find ways. That's like pretty much what the challenge becomes is trying to find ways to like, get to the air without crushing yourself or losing air like i can totally hear that other conversation in the back yeah my my bad about that it's all right oh my god what's going on back there uh, no, I just, my uh, my roommate's uh, girlfriend is a substitute teacher and she's talking about a sketchy situation at her job. Oh, uh, okay. The kids, you know, the kids. They're always uh, always in, in danger. Is this the last one on the list? Yeah, this is the last one on the list. We can we can close it out. We can just close it out with me playing Mr. Driller. <laughs> well, shit, I'm going to play the closeout song then. Here we go. Look, All right. no hands. All right, everybody, this has been Andrew from Superhouse. Uh, you've been watching us on the live stream and been listening to us on the podcast, uh, whichever one, whichever way you've been doing that. Um, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're on uh, fucking everywhere imaginable these days. We're, uh, yeah, um, search for us anywhere. Uh, I'm losing my fucking train of thought. But anyway, yeah, Patreon is the, is the big one if you want to donate at least a dollar. A month, we have some uh, some tiers there you can you can check out. And um, for plugs for the future, we, we will be going over us later this week, the movie that's uh, you know everybody's fucking talking about. Um, we're going to be doing that tomorrow, and that's going to re- uh, release uh, shortly after that on the podcast as well. And then shortly after that, maybe even this week, we will be going over um, what Zack Snyder said about Batman with uh, senior Batman correspondent Ben Wan. And uh, then we will go over Sekiro at some point in another episode. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. Um, you got anything to plug, Jared? Um, nothing much to plug now unless you happen to find yourself at WonderCon in Anaheim at the end of this month. That's you this find- weekend, right? You know what? Fuck, it is this weekend. If you're at WonderCon this weekend and you find uh, the Vicious Kill booth, there are some Devilman shirts that are for sale that were designed by yours truly. So uh, if you're trying to get your violence on, just happen to be a big Gona guy fan, uh, check it out. Are you going to be there? No. Okay, I want to be there, but uh, I forgot to get tickets, like I always do. And if anybody wants to get me in there, please uh, slip into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> you know where to find <laughs> Uh, I guess that's it. Uh, anyway, uh, we will check you later. Deuces. Fade out this, fade in this music a little more. Yeah, man. Like this, this shit like makes me wish that I had a Wonder Swan. <laughs> but also. I am not about to be like paying like multiple hundreds of dollars for one single game. Oh yeah, I'm not doing that.